Sports. Hello and welcome. You're tuned into the weekly PCR Sports Show here with me, Dipam, on PCR FM. We're your new sports uh, show every Friday, six to seven. You start to the sporting weekend. How are you? Got a massive show tonight. Uh, two wonderful guests in in the studio with me live. Uh, got Nilesh, our posh supervan, who you've heard from before and uh, knows everything posh about posh inside out. Hi, Nilesh, how are you? Yeah, good evening, and uh, good evening to all our listeners as well. Yeah, I hope I know quite a bit. Now you've picked me up like that. I think you do, mate. I think you do. You <laughs> underplay yourself. And uh, and a special guest, Marco Graziano from the Posh Supporters Trust. Hi, Marco. How are you? Oh, I did, Pam. I'm fine. Thank you. Good. Welcome, and thank you for for coming in. Thank you. Right, more from Marco in a while and, uh, and Nilesh as well. Just covering off the uh, local sporting headlines. Um, Peterborough Phantoms uh, getting started with their season. Uh, we had Tom Lee, the press officer here last week, uh, talking about pre-season and the, and the time they've had over the last sort of few, few months and, and year, really, with COVID and that. But they're prepping now for, for the new season. They had a two-legged friendly uh, against MK last weekend, unfortunately, both lost both legs, uh, both games. But uh, that's, it's a good run out uh, or skate out for the for the players. Uh, back actually in uh, competitive action this weekend. Now uh, it's in the National Cup, so Phantoms travel to Basingstoke uh, on the opening day fixture tomorrow, and then playing MK again, MK Lightning again uh, on Sunday at the Planet Ice. So so get along to that five thirty. Uh, is when it starts. Uh, Kulikov, the, the head coach, has said the cup is important for many reasons. It gives us additional games to build on, build the team and prepare for the league. Normally you just play pre-season games and then get right into the league, so it's good to have a cup, especially after the extended period with no hockey, to prepare tactically and improve fitness while all, also grinding out results. It's another trophy the team want to compete for, so it's important to build towards qualifying for the next round Good luck to uh, Phantoms and uh, we'll keep you up to date with what's happening there throughout the season and hopefully we'll hear from Tom as well, we'll get him in uh, into the show again to give us updates on a periodical basis. Over to cricket, a big weekend for Peterborough Town Cricket Club, uh, playing old Northampton Northamptonians at Bretton Gate tomorrow at 11am. Get along to that because if they win that game or if they match Findon's result, they'll win the Northampton Premier Division title for the third year running. So a huge weekend. Uh, we've actually got David Clark, the cricket captain, in the show next week. So tune in for that, definitely. But do wish his uh, boys uh, all the best for, for this weekend. Over to Speedway, cracking week for the Peterborough Panthers, who've moved within two points of Premiership leaders Wolverhampton by beating them uh, 48-42 on Monday, and then they followed that up with a win at Sheffield by 50-40. to uh, They round off their league campaign with two more home fixtures next week, uh, starting with uh, Sheffield as a return on September 20th, which is Monday, and then followed by Kings Lynn at the East of England, East of England Arena on Thursday the 23rd. And finally, Peter Sports, we had Grant Biddle, the chairman, on uh, this show a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, actually, and he talked exclusively to us about the FA Cup and, and the club and how it's doing. Uh, he actually spoke again exclusively to PCRFM this morning uh, with Kev Lawrence on his show, and Kev asked him, uh, tell us where the turbines are headed to this weekend in the FA Cup second preliminary round, and here's what he had to say. Uh, we're going for a bit of a trip. We're going down to South End. So we're playing a, a team at the step below us called Great Wakering Rovers, uh, playing the Isthmian League, to be frank, they're not they're not the same level as we are. So, if you wanted the sort of draw uh, to pick, it's probably one that we'd have taken. So, we're we're confident of going down there and doing well. But you never know with the FA Cup. But uh, yeah, it's a long trip. We don't know a lot about them. 
Um, a new ground for us, yeah. Yeah, a new place to go. I've just been Googling where it is. I mean, it's, yeah, like you say, just north of South End. It's not far from the sea. You'll have to take your, your beach stuff just in case the weather turns yeah. nice. You can have a victory on the pitch and then, I don't know, some, a little beach walk. Maybe they do donkey rides down there somewhere. We've actually quite a busy day tomorrow because our secretary is uh, renewing his vows, so we're racing back in the evening for uh, an event. So oh, <laughs> not time to get on yeah. the beach tomorrow. Straight there, get the job done and come back. Well, let's hope there's no cup upset. Now, t- talk to me about FA Cup qualifying. So how many games before you get into the FA Cup first round proper? Uh, depends where you start, but there are a couple of qualifying rounds. We came in, uh, preliminary rounds, we come in in the first of four qualifying rounds. This is number two. So, touch wood of a victory tomorrow. We'll see us in the third qualifying round, and that means two more victories, and we've been, we've been with big boys, the league clubs, in the first round proper. The road to Wembley. Um, good luck tomorrow against, who is it again? Great Wakering Great Rovers. Great Wakering Rovers, you have to say it slowly. Okay? Yeah. Uh, what <laughs> yeah. about the season generally so far? How's things been going? I know you've been winning a few games. Uh, yeah, we had, a, uh, we had a bit of a blip last Saturday. We lost at home to a team that was actually probably a bit better than we thought. But that's the only blemish. Apart from that, uh, we've won every other game. We sit top of the league, three points clear. Um, and on Tuesday night, we beat probably one of our biggest rivals in Tamworth, an, an ex-National League club. We beat them 2-0 at home uh, just to extend our league at the top. So three points clear. We, we really can't be... Uh, can't be too disappointed with that. So as a chairman, uh, you're looking at Jimmy Dean, your manager and the team, and you're just nodding, going, keep it up, you're doing great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jimmy's a demanding guy, and he's, he's, he says we're not we're not really flying on all cylinders. We're, we're, we're about an eight, an eight, eight out of ten so far. So a lot of good points, just the odd uh, game when we're not quite as good, and it's trying to get as consistent as we can and stay as injury-free as we can, because that's been a bit of a hiccup uh, over, for, over the last few weeks. So things going well on the pitch. How, how are things going off the pitch? Oh, super. You, you know about the clubhouse and um, the Turbines Tavern has been open for about three weeks now and we're very encouraged with uh, how it's going, how people are supporting us and coming in before a game and after the game. Um, so it's, it's really coming on well. We're, we're starting to set up music nights, like to have bands in on a Friday night to get people in there listening to music, local bands. So all in all, it's looking very promising off the field. Uh, and do you see that that venue as, uh, as as a potential kind of revenue stream to sort of oh, back up the, 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 the club? I'm totally. Mm. Totally. That, that's the idea. It helps us support the operations of the club, the playing side, the expenses of travelling to away games, etc. Uh, you, you probably know the history where the old PSL club wasn't ours and, and we didn't get the bar income. And I think any football club that's got ambitions to move forward needs that off-the-field income to support its activity so yeah it's a game changer for us that was Grant Biddle, chairman of Peterborough Sports FC. Like I say, Marco, uh, Marco's here actually today, sorry. Grant was actually in the studio with us a couple of weeks ago, so good luck to him and his team in the FA Cup second round preliminary tomorrow. Um, you're listening to PCR Sports. We've got uh, Nilesh, the super fan, coming up, and Marco from the Posh Supporters Trust. Don't go away. Tough times call for kind measures, which is why Cross Keys Homes has set up a Be Kind Fund. The aim of this fund is to help our tenants who may be struggling with the impact of COVID-19. If you rent a property from Cross Keys Homes, our Be Kind Fund is here for you. Search online for the Cross Keys Homes Be Kind Fund. Just your average night. Fraser's upstairs gaming online with his mates. Sophie streaming her favourite tunes in her bedroom. 
Mum's downloading the latest drama box set. <laughs> and Dad's liking kitten videos on his phone. But this isn't your average night. Thanks to City Fibre's full fibre network, everyone's gaming, streaming and scrolling at breakneck speed. Join Peterborough's gigabit revolution today. Head to cityfibre.com slash PCR. Own a hybrid, petrol or diesel vehicle. How much is servicing and repair? <sighs> oh dear. If you need an option other than main dealer, contact FRM Automotive. We service and repair all makes and models and won't invalidate your manufacturer's warranty. We also provide MOT testing, brakes, clutches, tyres and aircon repair and regas. FRM Automotive, Savile Road, Peterborough. See frmautomotive.co.uk. Honest work at affordable prices. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show with me, Dipam. Uh, every Friday here, 6 till 7, uh, we're the only sports show on the only radio station in Peterborough. You can listen to us on 103.2 FM if you're in the city or ask your uh, smart speaker to play PCR FM if you can't get the frequency. You can also download our app on uh, on your smartphone or you can listen live on our website, pcrfm.co.uk. So there's no excuse for you not to tune in wherever you are and whatever you're doing. So tell your friends about it as well. Right, so on to Posh. Um, Nilesh, how are you, sir? It's been a, it's been a, well, I don't know what kind of, it's been a bad week, hasn't it, for Posh? You went to both games, you go to every game, two, you know, away games, Sheffield United, then then Reading, so a bit of effort to go there and uh, not much reward, unfortunately. Yeah, very little reward. Um, in fact, no, none whatsoever, to be honest. Um, Optimism was high um, and it's certainly been chipped away at this week with these last two performances and especially the manner of the results as well. Um, conceding those quick goals that we did against Sheffield United after being one apiece at half-time and then repeating that same mistake, I suppose you could say, against Reading on Tuesday night where we've conceded two quick goals really just... Yeah, gives you a kick, kick in the kick in the what-sits, so to speak, and... Um, when you've been there watching it it just deflates you completely as a fan so I can only imagine what it's like for the players to have to lift themselves again in that uh, in that scenario especially now we're in the championship and, and, and you know we, we, we sat here last week and, and we were we were quite optimistic in the sense because we said that Sheffield United hadn't really got their scoring boots on this season you know we, we said, talked about their forward line being worth tens of millions so I think 40-50 million pounds worth of talent in terms of what they've paid for it Um had struggled to score and then all of a sudden saved all their goals for, for one game against Posh unfortunately yeah but we certainly helped them along the way there that's for sure you know 1-1 at half time you're rather optimistic that you think you might be able to nick something or at least hold on for for a, a valuable point away from home but um, defensive lapses um, poor passing certainly cost us and as, as as proven, you know, those two quick goals really just knocked the stuffing out of us. And um, from that moment onwards, there was only going to be one winner. And all of a sudden, the Sheffield United side that had been poor um, up until that point suddenly looked like Brazil uh, with some of the comments. And their fans were certainly uh, enjoying the occasion. Um, and, you know, they went on to score, you know, three more goals. Um, that consolation we had at the end to make it 6 2 was that just a consolation and, uh, and through a penalty. But, um, yeah, that was a. That was a blow, um, but I don't expect Sheffield United to be struggling all season. That's for sure. I was going to say they, they've, they've obviously turned it round from from and, and and 
ironically we did i think we did sit here in the show last week and say that they're too good to be remained down there and, and having just come down yeah. from the premier league yeah. the quality is in their squad and and unfortunately they decided to switch it on at the wrong time for us yeah you know the first game after the international break as well certainly uh, you know from a posh perspective uh, we were very optimistic that we'd had the opportunity to get uh, more minutes more training more fitness into the into the into the squad as well but similarly for Sheffield United it gave them the opportunity to uh, regroup after their poor start for them to the season and the defeats that they'd suffered um, to to re reorganize and uh, lift their spirits and get their opportunity and levels high again as well so yeah I don't see them being down at the bottom of the league um, for much much of this season and expect them to be back in the top half and challenging that's for sure yeah no absolutely and so from a posh perspective then what um, anything positive to come out of the game was there any individuals or anything that you thought yes. okay that, that's slightly different or that he you know he's tried or yeah certainly yeah, certainly on the Saturday it was encouraging to see uh, Jack Marriott on the on the score sheet and uh, the performance he was putting in um, Johnson Clark Harris obviously coming off the bench in that instance Dembele looking pretty sharp again in the Sheffield United game um, but I just think overall across the pitch certainly our heads dropped and um, our I'd say our mental awareness dropped certainly when we conceded the second and third goals and uh, it was certainly game over after that we weren't getting back into that game at all I mean, can you pinpoint in the terms of obviously we had the international break and, and we said that's a, a new feature for Posh this season um, because the championship obviously has that. We were saying that the the, the break would give the opportunity for players to, to regain a bit of match fitness, get the the, the squad, you know, the, take stock, get the squad together for a couple of weeks. Were there players that you know, like some Marriott, for example, Dembele? Were they looking fitter and sharper? Has, has that break made a difference to, to, to individuals? Yeah, obviously. It's a week's a long time in football and um, we've seen what happened with you know Jack Marriott's injury on Tuesday night. So, yeah, from a Sheffield United perspective, that match in itself, we'd have probably gone there expecting to lose. I think it was the manner of the defeat that probably hurt most. Um, and we, you know, we travelled up to Reading with more optimism, that's for sure. Yeah, so... And kind of going into the Reading game, then nice, nice segue there. <laughs> Reading was, you know, at, at this stage of season, the closest it gets to kind of a six-pointer, doesn't it? Really, um, and you know, again, it, it, it well, it was two <laughs> two quick goals again, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and the result, uh, you know, the result stands for itself, doesn't it? The three-one defeat, but. Um, you know, we'd got certainly from a, a fan's perspective. I think we'd probably got Sheffield United out of our systems come Tuesday. Um, bearing in mind Reading's results had been poor, and actually, the, you know, the number of squad injuries that they've got and had up until Tuesday, um, and we expect Reading to be down there with us as well. And to lose again to a team that's going to be in and around you repeating those mistakes of conceding those two quick goals um, after around the 60, 63rd minute mark it was really a you know a body blow and um, again we didn't look like getting back into the game despite pulling it back to 2-1 there didn't seem that energy level that that um, adrenaline there to get thinking right we're back at 2-1 let's let's try and have a right go at this but sadly it just didn't feel that way and seemed all a bit flat to be honest um, for the last sort of 15-20 minutes yeah I say because Dar- Darren Ferguson did say that that he felt that his team were the better team for the first hour or so um, and then the goals came 64, 67th minute and I guess that just knocked the stuffing out of yeah, what was yeah. good up until then yeah both sides um, you know looked looked lacking in confidence I'd say at times during the first half and certainly that early part of that second half as well but 
we we had those opportunities um, you know we did test the Reading keeper on a couple of occasions and he's pulled up some really good saves so you know credit to him for doing that and keeping Reading in the game but um, from a posh perspective I just think we lacked that little bit of conviction to actually go for it um, perhaps if we'd had a little bit more conviction a bit more energy um, a bit more pace we seem to be a bit slow in our build up at time as well so yes a disappointing performance but the result I think was more of a more of a blow on Tuesday night as well um, bearing in mind Reading are going to be there or thereabouts with us towards the bottom half of the season bottom yeah. half of the table and you mentioned obviously uh, about the injury to Marriott how's oh. that how's that looking yeah well, I can't see him being back this side of uh, Christmas to be honest um, yeah it looks a, a blow looks like he's um, suffered a, a ruptured hamstring um, from what I'm reading and, and certainly Darren's comments um in his uh, in his pre-match uh, press conference as well, so that's that is a blow. We're very threadbare up front now. Johnson Clark Harris is on, probably looking at a suspension as well for the FA charges that he's faced. Um, so we're waiting for the result of that to come through, and that could easily be a three, four, three or four game suspension. Um, we hope it's not any more than that. Anything less than that will obviously be a bonus, but that leaves us without no uh, with, leaves us with no recognised um, striker um, certainly in the squad. Um, bearing in mind, Ricky J Jones is also out injured for a period of time as yeah. well. So um, it's certainly going to be a test of our resources. Um, on the assumption that Johnson Clark Harris does end up serving a three or four match suspension and he wasn't looking the sharpest either to be honest um, still um, feeling his way back into into football in, in 90 minutes that's for sure yeah it's a, it's, it's a loss with Marriott because he's obviously was was um, brought in in the summer um, he, he adds that firepower up front and also has that valuable championship level experience as well doesn't he yeah and that was the level of optimism as well that somebody who'd been at the championship level albeit not perhaps set the uh, the league on fire as such but it proved himself at times while he was playing um for derby especially um when they were challenging in the playoffs so yeah and he was a player that posh fans and the management knew all about as well so we knew what we were getting um from him in terms of his work rate his ethic work ethic so yeah that is a blow uh, it's obviously a blow for him personally as well um, not having played much football in the last 18 months two years himself so Posh currently now find themselves uh, one off the bottom with Forrest being bottom with one point Posh have four now the the coming week now um, you know like I say this time last week we had a bit of optimism that we were playing clubs that were in and around us now we're playing clubs at the opposite end of the table mm. away at Birmingham tomorrow and then uh, this time next week next Friday away to, to Coventry so Peterborough versus the West Midlands <laughs> in the space of a week yeah um, yeah you've got um, Birmingham at home tomorrow where Birmingham have uh, sold out oh, their, sorry not away yeah not a problem um, sold out their allocation of 4,000 so that's going to create a, a, a cracking atmosphere hopefully and it's one that posh fans will obviously rise to as well our home form generally has been you know pretty good our performances at home have been good you know despite that defeat to West Brom in the last minute the performance overall was you know it was encouraging um, so if we can raise our game tomorrow and um, Johnson Clark Harris is on his game but it comes down to collectively if we can cut out those mistakes and uh, stay in the game for as long as possible we conceded an early goal at the moment it looks like we haven't got that resolve to get back into it so the longer we can stay at nil-nil um, longer we can uh, keep playing our football um, perhaps for straight Birmingham as well 
um, we've got an opportunity tomorrow, especially being at home. We have, and, and I think squad-wise, Birmingham not as probably not as strong as West Brom. Obviously, West Brom again another club coming down from the Premier League, um, so the strength of the squad won't be there. And, and like I say, Posh pushed West Brom all the way, nearly all the way to the end in, in the in the in the home game. So Birmingham is certainly there's something to be you know potentially get got out of that game, isn't it? Yeah, you'd like to think at home um, we've got every opportunity to win games this season in the Championship. Birmingham have just signed Troy Deeney as well, so a proven Championship striker and also prem, ex Premier League striker as well with Watford so you know he's got something about him and their squad is again filled with um, championship experience they're a big physical side um, managed by Lee Bowyer he's got them well organised and um, no doubt um, they'll be looking to build on their form albeit a defeat at home to Fulham on Tuesday night um, in the in the league 4-1 but um, they're, they're still in really good form you know they're in the playoffs at the moment so um, you'd expect them to come high on confidence yeah no absolutely um, you mentioned Troy Deeney there obviously he's he's I think Birmingham are actually his childhood club despite him having a, a you know a really good career at Watford I think Birmingham's his club he's gone there uh, a few weeks ago on, on transfer deadline day he's excited about that um any other players in the Birmingham squad that you feel that stand out? Or um, I know they've got Jonathan Lecco, young young winger or young midfielder who came through the ranks at West Brom, I think. And then yeah, they've got I think they've got an ex uh, sorry ex they've got a current Man United youngster on loan as well. So they've got they've got that youthful uh, youthful nature about their their team and squad as well as their experience in there as well. And with them being backed by four thousand um, um, fans as well, I'm sure they'll raise their game, but. Let's let's focus on ourselves. You know, if we keep thinking about the opposition, we're gonna we're gonna be defeated before we set out onto that pitch. So, you know, there are positives from the posh camp. Uh, Jack Taylor again coming on on Tuesday night uh, at Reading, um, looking looking a lot fitter, um, looking a lot leaner, and the game certainly did improve in the midfield when he came on. So, he could be pushing for a start tomorrow. Dembele will probably be up front with Johnson, Clark, Harris, so that reunites the two again um, from the form that they had. Last season, Smodic may come back in as well um, off the bench. Um, you've got Ronnie Edwards. He played very well on Tuesday night. Um, despite the, the goals that we conceded, he looked very composed for a, a, a teenager making his championship debut. So there is grounds for optimism still. And as I say, we're at home tomorrow. And after the Coventry away game, we've then got uh, two more home games. So three out of our next four are at home. So if we can string those results together at home, there's nothing to be too downcast about at the moment, despite the the week we've just had on the road, which has been quite chastening. Which is good, actually. And um, I was going to say, you know, what what do Posh now need to do to turn things around? Is it too early to press the panic button? I presume it is, really. And like I say, these home games now, you know, things change. Like I say, weeks a long time in football, anything can happen, anything can change. So, yeah, and Posh have been known to put in better performances against better sides as well um, over the course of over the course of the last few seasons so hopefully we can replicate some of that form and a little bit of luck as well that you need in need in football so optimistic again you know we've you know yes we've had two poor defeats over the last week but we've got to go again tomorrow um come 3 p.m tomorrow i'm sure the the posh faithful and hopefully the squad will be well up for it tomorrow and darren will have them ready to uh to to face a tough birmingham side but certainly uh a side that we shouldn't fear um, because we've got to impose our game on them. Yeah, absolutely right. And finally, on the game tomorrow, give me your prediction. <laughs> as I ask you every uh, week. Yeah, you do. And as I said, um, I never predict a defeat, but um, we're at home. 
Um, so optimistic again. Um, let's 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 go for a two 0 win. We keep a clean sheet. We've got every chance at this level. Um, I said that Tuesday night against Reading, first goal was always going to be crucial. So if we can keep a clean sheet. I know it's difficult to say that and uh, prove that after the season we've had so far, but we, if we keep a clean sheet, we're always going to create a chance or two. And if we can take that, then uh, hopefully we'll have three points come five o'clock tomorrow evening. Fantastic. Thank you, Nilesh. Um, time's coming up to uh, just gone 6.32. Don't go away. We've got more from Nilesh and Marco from Reposh Supporters Club. Daytimes on PCRFM. With Tina Live, a spectacular tribute to Tina Turner at the Crescent Theatre on September the 30th. Starring Julie Nevada as Tina, this fully live electrifying show charts the life and career of one of the world's most iconic performers, Tina Turner. Book your tickets now at crescent.co.uk. At Junction 17, you'll find cars that make dreams reality. Junction 17 is Peterborough's family-run garage specialising in used prestige cars from quality brands like Aston Martin and Audi, Maserati and Porsche. All of our cars come with peace of mind car care and depending on your circumstances we could even offer you 0% finance on your dream prestige car. Find us on Eagle Business Park Yaxley or view, reserve or buy right now at junction17cars.co.uk It's time to choose your perfect new Symphony Kitchen at Kelly Vision. We now offer a free kitchen design and quotation service, backed up by our expert installation team. You can also choose your freestanding and built-in appliances in-store at Kelly Vision from leading brands like Bosch, Neff, Siemens, Smeg, Hotpoint, Intercit and Liebherr. Kelly Vision, Broad Street, Whittlesea. Your award-winning independent retailer. Call Peterborough 208787 or visit kellyvision-peterborough.co.uk. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show. Uh, did you know you can keep in touch with us through our social media channels as well? Look for us on Twitter at SportsPCR and on Facebook, search for PCR Sports and you'll find us. So do keep, keep in touch, give us a follow, give us a mention, whatever you need to do. And uh, yeah, if you want anything mentioned on the show, just let us know and, and we'll do our best to do it. If you look at the pin post, you can also join our Fantasy Premier League as well. And again, we'll give you a mention on the show if you're doing rather well on that. Um, okay, um, next part of the show, Marco Graziano from the Posh Supporters Trust. Welcome, sir. Making your debut on our show. Yeah, thanks to Pam for inviting me along. Pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you here. So, um, really keen to know um, what the Trust is about. What, what do you do? I'm sure there's a lot of our, our listeners and, and followers perhaps want to know as well. Nilesh, obviously, a, a massive fan of Posh, and there'll be many like him out there as well. So, tell us a bit about the trust. What is it? Uh, you know, who and what it serves. Yeah. So the, the the origins of the trust go back to 2002, when things were pretty grim actually on the field and off the field. And uh, and then in 2003, the the trust was formed officially. It's a charity and. Um, it's regulated by the Financial Services Authority, so we've got we've got a formal sort of uh, role for financial stewardship of the what we do. 
we have elections and we've got a board and uh, so we've got certain standards and rules to meet um, but uh, if you put that to one side we want to try and do good things to to sort of support the the club uh, and particularly long-term sustainability so we're really all about uh, good governance and really making sure that the vo- the fans voices are heard um, and we do that through uh, various media, pla- media platforms we have we have the newsletter i've shared with you today we have our online um uh, we have our online presence and we also meet with the with the club on a regular basis with the other supporter groups as well so and there the club shares um plans and i think uses the support of uh, the fan base as a bit of a, a springboard or sounding board sorry not springboard sounding board for really plans that it's got in the pipeline and it shares those with us and we give them our opinion that they're not always listened to but um you know uh i think it's a a useful uh access to the club at the most senior levels and that's what we want to do we want to influence the senior levels of the club uh in terms particularly around the governance and hearing what the fans have got to say yeah no that that makes sense it's having that kind of formal link with the club isn't it and and it you know yes there are supporters clubs out there that are more independent from the club okay there'll be there's an official supporters club but you operate on a a sort of different level to that don't you mean yeah i mean I, i think we're sort of um when you we're the formal relationship. Mm. We have a very formal relationship with the club, and actually, that's the way it should be. We like a an arm's length relationship with the club because we have to remain independent. We've got really our only focus is the long term sustainability of the club, and with the greatest respect to to the owners, um, they are they are looking after the club at this time. Uh, the fans um, are sort of there in perpetuity. And so, um, you know, we we see our role as looking well into the future beyond the current uh, time now and beyond the current owners now. But having said that, we've been very supportive of the the owners. We've had a fantastic journey with uh, Darren McAnthony. And now they've got the Canadian uh, owners that that have joined. There's massive plans for the club. And uh, we, we want the club to be successful. And to be successful, it needs to be it needs to be commercially successful as well. We recognise that. And uh, the, their plans that they're presenting are essential uh, to, for the long-term sustainability of the club. It, and, and it's interesting because I've, I've had this conversation with, with sort of friends before that any owner of any club is effectively just a custodian, aren't they? They're, they're just passing through at, at any point in time because the club itself belongs to the city, belongs to the community, belongs to the fans essentially, doesn't it? And And, 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 and whoever's effectively formally like you say the owner at that point in time is really just passing by as, as such and yes m- they have a vested interest mainly business and financially but it, it, it's you know some some owners i'm not saying this is the case at peter united but some owners are there just for business reasons aren't they and then i think that's where trusts like yours do play a big part that, that look this is what the fans want this is what the community deserves and this is what the city needs from from the club and 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 to give towards the club and I think that's it's important to have that that link and connection like you say in, in a formal way yeah i think um we we have to understand the motives of owners of football clubs and whether that and, and actually sometimes the relationships and particularly the financial arrangements are, can be quite complicated and the trust actually um can pull on resources across uh, with its its network so for example we're connected through members 
through one of the board members to the Football Supporters Association, the FSA, which was a, a supporters direct at one time. But um, we, there are resources there to make sure that we get the support we need to really meet um, owners at the at the correct level, in, intellectually and financially, in, in in every sense. And indeed, on the recent ground sale, the trust was very active for two years, uh, making sure that we were protecting the um because the, the, it's the, the ground sale at one level is a trans, a financial transaction for land but actually you have to under, i think uh, the owners need to understand people are emotionally invested in the club and it's more than just a land transaction it's about the history of the club the community and the fans and so it's much much more than just a, trans, a financial transaction and so that's what really that's where we then came in and said well we want to understand and and if we can agree a new covenant which protects the ground in its in in the city uh, into the future and thankfully the owners recognized that their role was transient they they granted the the uh, the covenant that we were after we met our objectives as a trust and um we have to thank also the people of city council that helped us to um, extract those assurances uh, that translated into contractual assurances that protects the club into the future. And and obviously you mentioned, you know, you talk about the ground there, and it's important because that is the heartbeat of of of, the, of any club, the ground, the stadium, and because that's where where it all happens. And you know, as we've seen with our with our opponents later in the week, Coventry City, you can get into a real mess if you get into a wrangle after you sold your ground to to another owner. And then that's that's you know we can learn from situations like that and then like I say protect the club and and the city and, and still have an identity uh, as a stadium that's right I mean there's plenty of examples of poor financial stewardship and owners with uh, the wrong motives getting involved in football as I say that's not been the case with our owners our owners have been very supportive and they've pumped a lot of money into the club but so have the fans as well of course um, so, but we do need to be wary of that, and uh, the 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 work we the, the trust work is really to make sure that we're keeping a close eye on all those things, and uh, we, as I said, retain our independence and um, make sure that the club is there for the long term benefit of the community. Yeah, absolutely, and obviously, we're now at the, at the beginning of a project to, to to build a new ground in the city as well. Um, obviously, the trust will have a, a say and a view on that as well. So. So yeah, the, the the new ground location was something that we'd uh, in the in the discussions over the covenant we 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 did learn before it's uh, put into the public domain uh, where we thought the ground would be. We did some of our own research on where it could be, and it is where we'd hoped it would be because uh, there's this whole argument about should we stay, shall we stay at London Road? And I think love, most of us would love to, but the ground is not really fit for purpose. It's not fit for a, a stadium in the 21st century. And it's very difficult to redevelop it because it's hemmed in now on all sides, pretty much. So a new ground in a in in the right location, and the embankment is a great location for the new ground. Is something that um, we're very much very keen to support. Um, we we need to make sure that uh, it meets. You know, the fans fans' voices are heard through the whole development process through to the final details, which will matter to fans. Um, when, when in fact the ground does get built, yeah, absolutely, and and I guess you you're there as, as like I say a messenger in terms of you you have you know, the likes of Nilesh uh, who are lifelong supporters, got a massive vested interest in the club, been to to the to the ground so many years, and and 
there'll be a concern among certain you know it's like yeah you're, you're handing where well, you it's like you're living in a house for 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 60 odd years then moving isn't it you you you're going to have all your stuff that you've built up over the years moving to a new place and there's that upheaval isn't there and that that causes uncertainty and and also and, and yeah i mean uh, I'd describe it as emotional investment in, in, in the in the fabric of that building, despite <laughs> the fact it's not a very good building. <laughs> but it's home. It's home. Yeah, it's home, and and, and we love it, and it, it means much much more than uh, just not just a football ground. Uh, so it, it is, and that's why it's so important that we get the move right and we get the the, the stadium that um, we hope for, and actually the early plans suggest that we it would be a, a great facility, and uh, you know. It, which is much more um, you're suitable for sporting events yeah not just for sporting events as well I think you know we've had many a great night at London Road and we've had some awful nights at London Road over the years that we've been watching Posh and I think that's just something that, that Posh fans will need to hopefully understand in the pr- this process of securing a new location for the ground and the development of the new ground that it won't just be a football stadium it'll be a stadium an arena whatever you wish to call it for the city and this region to be proud of because we'll have music concerts comedy nights business events you know weddings whatever it may be it's going to become a community stadium which allows investment into the city employment into the city you think those 4,000 Birmingham fans that are coming tomorrow Yes, not everybody's going to perhaps agree with this comment here, but in terms of they'll be drinking in our bars, they'll be eating in our restaurants, um, you know, they'll be spending their money in this city. We put that into a brand new stadium arena and we're still in the championship at that stage in a few years when that ground comes around. It's a boost not just for the football club, it's a boost for the city as well. And that's one thing I think we've got to try and get across as posh fans that, yes, you know, we're talking football here, but it's a stadium for the city in this region and that's one thing that um, we may not be able to take you know the emotion will stay at London Road very much so because of the nights we've had down there and the, and the Saturday afternoons but we need to create new memories in this new stadium but remember that it's a, an all-encompassing multi-purpose arena which will also be used for the university as well. Yeah, I think I mentioned earlier about commercial sustainability, commercial sustainability, and I think that's that's this whole situation has changed now, where um, you know we've argued uh, for this sort of city location, and I think they're talking about using a stadium two hundred and fifty days a year. Now that's going to be essential for the commercial sustainability, and if we do. You know, stay in the stay in the championship and consolidate in that championship. The only way to actually stay in that championship is to have enough commercial uh, activity to support a team that has got. You know, we talked about all these Sheffield United players and Reading players. I mean, our team will change, and 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 it will cha- it will change in a way which means that the club will need more financial muscle in order to c- compete and go further. Just stay with us. Um, it's an interesting conversation, but I just need to stop you there just for a moment. Uh, but more for Marco in less than a minute. Do, do stay with us. German Donner Kebab in Peterborough. Enjoy that delicious German Donner Kebab taste. 
succulent meats, freshly chopped salad and vegetables, signature sauces, and our toasted waffle bread. Freshly made every time. Try our original German Doner Kebab, the KCAL, the Gym Box, and so much more. German Doner Kebab. Kebabs done right. Open 11 till 10 on 48 Bridge Street, Peterborough, for takeaway and delivery through Uber Eats, Deliveroo, and Just Eat. Our place is legendary. Our place is iconic. Our place is the home of the UK's original burger. Our place is wimpy. So come on over to our place and rediscover the original quarter pounder with cheese, our all-day breakfast, and the range of iconic thick shakes. All freshly prepared and served all day every day in our Westgate restaurant. Plus, for this month's special offers and to order a home delivery, search online for Wimpy Peterborough. Ever wanted to advertise your business on the radio? Then you should consider advertising on PCRFM. It isn't as expensive as you might think, and it's a really good way to reach out to your potential customers in the Peterborough area. PCRFM broadcasts to the whole of the city and has the potential to reach over 200,000 listeners who live and work here. That's a lot of people who could be interested in your business, and all you need to do is tell them about it. We have advertising and sponsorship packages to suit every budget, with spot rates as low as £3.60. So, every time your professionally produced commercial is played on the air with PCR, it means more customers will know about your business. To find out more about advertising on the only local station in Peterborough, call the PCR sales team on Peterborough 237777 or email sales at pcrfm.co.uk. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show with me, Dipam. I'm in the studio today with Nilesh and Marco. We've been having a really interesting chat about the, the posh's new potential home ground on the embankment and 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 the the part that the the, the posh supporters trust, headed up by Marco, plays in that as well. If you want to listen back to that conversation, if you've just joined us, then go to pcrfm.co.uk and after seven o'clock our show will be on there for you to listen back to for the for the following week until the next show so do 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 that um coming back to you marco and, and i know we haven't got enough time to talk <laughs> about in detail about the ground because i know it's an, a massively passionate and emotive subject and, and but i just want to kind of bring you back to the trust itself in that if somebody wants to sort of join the trust get involved with the work that you do how how, how can they do that what what what, what can they do to, to get involved well, okay. I mean, we have a membership uh, uh, arrangement where mem- people can join the trust. Uh, we've got an AGM coming up on the, I'll tell you the date, on the 6th of November, 12 noon at, at the Yard of Ale. Um, <laughs> Perfect location. <laughs> so you, you've got some good places to meet, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, that's where we have our committee meetings at the Yard Fantastic. of Ale. Fantastic. Um, so a 12-month membership is £10, five-year membership £40. And then we've got a lifetime membership for £150. And if you're over 60, then that lifetime membership is only £80. So um, that's... Uh, and then there's obviously the, the Posh Trust uh, at yahoo.co.uk. Uh, that's another way of, uh, you know, getting in touch with us if you're interested in joining the, 
the trust or indeed want to take a more active part in the trust activities so that's that's uh, the main ways of contacting us and getting in touch with us brilliant and obviously you know the more volunteers the better isn't it really to get involved yeah, in terms I mean, of the we, work we try and cover membership yeah we try and cover we do try we do cover quite a lot of ground and i think the the board of the uh, trust is uh, it's only a about five six members at the moment and if there were another two board members that would make our work uh, a little bit more manageable there you have it so there's vacancies at the 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 peter supporters trust so do get in touch with marco if you are interested so for for you personally what what's your role at the at the trust um what's your kind of i don't know if you like day-to-day duties and (laughs) what's a typical day for marco look like as far as the trust is concerned well um so I'm the chairman of the trust, which means I really represent the trust in, you know, in, on many issues and typically can be. Usually I'm the spokesperson of the trust, so like tonight, for example. Um, but as I've said, a lot of the board members have different responsibilities. We've got a treasurer, secretary um, and other members of the board that do specific activities. We've got fundraising activities that's done by different members of the uh, board members. And we also have some sort of uh, associated affiliated board members who help with other projects so a really good example and this is uh, for diehard posh fans uh, uh, is so we've got an online museum which chronicles all his- the history of Peter United uh, a guy called Ray Cole I was looking at that yeah and I know Ray I know, know Ray, Ray I used to work with him at Thomas Cook oh okay okay nice guy <laughs> he is lovely guy. and uh, he he looks after our sort of um sort of a web 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 platform so when there's uh, we make an announcement uh, Ray puts it up there on on site uh, and as I say, he's very keen on the um, the online museum, which is a, it's a, a fantastic resource for for posh fans to dip into, to look at, to want to know something. That's the place to go. I did. I had a quick look actually on the website this week, and it is it's fascinating. You've got history of all the managers. Yeah. Um, you talk about the lady side of the women side of the game. You've got uh, old old shirts going back many decades as well. So it's <coughs> it's fascinating, isn't it? You've got clips of old matches on there. It's. Uh, it's a really good resource for somebody wanting to look back at, at the club and, and maybe if they wanted research or if they're a, a, a modern fan that wants to, to sort of delve into the past a bit more, it's, it's a great place to go and have a look. Yeah, and, and we've taken some of that th- those resources and actually boiled them down and published a couple of books in our, in, in, in more recent years, uh, which brings me on to an, a, a book that we're about to publish. Yes, tell which us is, uh, Which is all about Tommy Robson. Tommy, Tommy on the Wing, it's going to be called the book. Uh, Dean Butler, the deputy chairman, and Ray are very much involved with uh, right, you know, producing that book. They sat down with Tommy, who sadly passed away in 2020. Yes, um, and uh, really listened to him and recorded the um, everything, all his anecdotes, his stories. And as I say, we boiled this all down into a, a book, um, and we want to use that um, the proceeds from that book uh, to go towards a statue fund which is something that PISA have organised uh, and they're doing great work to raise money for that. We will contribute to that as well. We've not said what we will contribute, but um, we will contribute to that. Uh, and I think PISA are planning a launch night for the Tommy Robson Statue Fund. So we'll be there along uh, with other people to support that. Uh, but the book is something that's really going to be important for us and we want that book to be successful. We're going to rely on 
PCR to promote the book uh, along certainly <laughs> absolutely you're else. welcome back anytime and, and will the book and the, and the statue kind of launch come at the same time do you think uh, no the the, the 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 launch night for the statue will be handled by PISA not quite sure about the timing of that but the book we're going to try and get it out as soon as we can to start to generate those funds uh, that can go towards the statue fund I mean, could you and PISA team up to create a one 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 event percent or is it is well, that, the dates simply not coincide it would it'd probably be two separate events, um, just jumping in there. Um, I'm a PISA member myself, and um, PISA were the driving force behind the Chris Turner statue. Um, so PISA would look to uh, host a, a, a launch night, similar to what we did for the Chris Turner statue, to get Tommy Robson's statue um, up and um, outside either London Road or potentially a new stadium in years to come as well. So um, the support from the Supporters Trust would be very much appreciated and uh, gratefully received um, through the through the book, especially. Um, yeah, and there's more we can talk about the you know the Tommy Robson's statue that uh, that Pisa are, are looking to to generate the funds for and also um, get built um, over the next probably. Uh, 18 months two years perhaps but you know we can talk about that at no, another time brilliant gentlemen it's been an absolute pleasure the time has gone I can't believe that hour has just gone unbelievable so thank you very much as always Nilesh your, your, your insight into the matches is, is is so valuable you go to every game and give us a proper fan view of that and, and Marco absolutely fantastic great to meet you great to have you on the show and you're definitely coming back sir yeah thanks for inviting me along so thank you very so much uh, you've been listening to PCR Sports here on PCR FM we'll be back again same time same place 6 to 7pm every Friday where you start to the sporting weekend so whatever you're doing sporting wise this weekend do have fun do stay safe have a great week and we'll see you next week take care bye <laughs>